All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. We'd like to welcome you back to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. And if you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to have weekly live stream Bible studies for the people, for the world, for anybody who's willing to listen. Uh, we want to give everybody every chance possible to hear the true word of God because as I always say it is not being spread enough so again I hope everyone is having a blessed evening and we hope that you get something out of tonight's message we all know what's going on in the world today there are a lot of evil things there are a lot of mean-spirited evil-spirited people that we pray gets right gets on track with God we're not wishing hell upon anyone but we definitely hope that they open their eyes and will realize what they're doing and that they're only hurting themselves in the long run so as you can see from the title we'll be talking about blessed are the peacekeepers the peacekeepers in god they are his children because they are definitely needed in the world that we're living in today and i won't prolong the intro because i don't have that much to say so without any further ado i'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to minister tony banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message Thank you, ma'am. Um, as always, we like to start by saying a prayer if you guys can and will. If you're at a place where you can bow your heads with us, please do so. Join us for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just everything you continually do for us, Lord. You've been so great. You've been so merciful, so kind, so loving, uh, just so long-suffering with us, Lord. We know we don't deserve anything that you give us, but yet you still do it for us because of your love. And so, Lord, we thank you first and foremost. Lord, we're also asking for this Bible study that you would allow your word to go forth, Lord, that you would increase and I would decrease, that only your truth would be spoken, Lord, and nothing would come from us. And so, Lord, we're praying that tonight, Lord, we're praying for so many people out there being hurt, being afflicted, uh, being talked about, I mean, whatever, physically, uh, mentally hurt, whatever it is that's going on in the world, Lord, we're praying that you would just continue to remind us day in and day out that there is joy in the midst of every storm, no matter how hard things may look, no matter how bad the situation may seem, the circumstances, Lord, that you would remind us over and over and over that there is joy in the midst of a storm and that you are here to comfort us in the hard times. So, Lord, we're praying that uh, you would do these many blessings and that uh, we would receive them in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so, Melvin already introduced the title, Blessed are the Peacemakers. And we're going to go pick up Jesus uh, in Matthew, the fifth chapter. And we're going to look at uh, the verse where Jesus brings this up. Uh, verse nine, uh, Melvin, if you will. Uh, and this, go ahead and read the verse first, Melvin. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9 Blessed are the peacekeepers For they shall be called the children of God So He says Blessed are the peacemakers They'll be called the children of God Did I say peacekeepers I meant peacemakers they, they, they will be called the children of God So What, what brought this to my attention um, Was we see uh, And we've seen it happen Time and time again how someone is unjustly killed. We've seen it happen time and time again. One of the latest uh, incidents where this happened was in uh, Minneapolis, uh, where we see the guy uh, be killed by the police officer, the multiple of them actually. Um, and I was talking to uh, a guy and he showed me something. I can't even remember who the person was, but it was some. It was a famous person, and they had. They said that they're praying for the family uh, of the victim because we know that we know that's a hard time. Uh, all of our hearts go out to them. And he said they also were praying for the police officers that their hearts would be changed. And now that's such a pure. Uh, 
statement to make. That's such a pure prayer to pray. But my my uh, the guy I was talking to, he ended up showing me how so many people were outraged with that comment. People called him racist for saying it. And the the thing that I wanted to uh, bring up and point out was that this man was calling for peace because that's what we're all wanting. We're all wanting peace. We're all wanting uh, the evil things to stop happening in the world. But how can we get these? How can we accomplish this goal? If some, someone's heart is not changed, how can we ever get someone to do a different act if their heart is not changed? If God doesn't touch their heart, how can they ever change? And so we find people are upset because somebody truly wants peace. But that's what we're protesting about. And there's nothing wrong with uh, protesting. But the children of God will be peacemakers. We don't have to go and burn things down and blow things up, uh, kill one another. Those things won't bring peace. That's just violence causing more violence. That won't bring peace. The only way peace is going to be brought is if someone's heart changes, if God touches someone, if God opens someone's eyes to recognize, man, I shouldn't do this. That's where peace comes from. I mean, we've seen it happen all throughout time. We've had laws. We've had rules. We've had these different mandates where uh, even right now, killing someone, we know that's against the law. And yet we still find it happening. We know that stealing from people, we know that's against the law. But yet it still happens. So somewhere down the line, the only way to stop us from hurting one another, the only way to stop us from taking things from one another, robbing people, all these evil things we can do. The only way to stop us from doing that is having a change of heart. And so uh, I, this message is for the Christians because I know uh, people who are not trying to follow Christ, people who aren't trying to follow God at all, those people aren't going to want to uh, look at the peaceful option because when someone gets hurt that we care about, we're going to immediately want to fight back with violence but that'll never bring us peace that's why he said blessed are the peacemakers for they they're going to be called the children of God this is how we bring about real change with peace learning to be heard to to make our voice heard without hurting someone that's what we have to do in this time and I know it's tough to see so many people be hurt but what better example that we have than Christ himself? We see he called for peace. Let's, let's go pull that up. Matthew 26 and let's see what verse we'll start at here. So let's start at verse 48. 40, 49. Let's go to 49. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Now, we see something happen to Jesus here that's happened to so many throughout time. Being wrongly accused, falsely accused, being thrown in prison. They're about to take him to prison. And we know what happens after that. We see evil happening to him. Let's see what happens after that. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. So we find with Peter 
It doesn't tell us here. But Peter, we know because we've looked in other accounts and it tells us it's Peter. Peter takes his sword and he decides to fight back. He decides to take off the ear of one of the people who came to take Jesus captive. This isn't peace. That's not peace. That's not the way that God is calling for us to live, for his children. We're talking to the children of God tonight. This isn't the way he's calling the children of God to live. And so Peter cuts the man's ear, all right? Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that kept all they that the sword shall perish with the sword. So here Jesus says, Put that put that away. Jesus calls for peace. See, he taught them, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers. And so he didn't just talk it, he also lived it. And so when the time came forth to make peace, that's what he did. He said, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. He said, that's not the way we fight anymore. That's not the way that we are going to accomplish peace. So we see Jesus here, even though he was falsely accused, even though he was taken to prison on charges that he never committed. Things, he never did anything wrong. He, he didn't deserve what happened to him. But it brought peace because we know the story. We know how the story unfolded. He rose again the third day because he made peace. Had he not made peace in this moment, he, he would not have rose again because death would have held him. Death and Satan would have won. But he made peace. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to overcome the enemy. And the only way we're going to do that is make peace. Even sometimes when we don't understand it. Because someone out there said, I just don't understand why we should make peace. But he told us the peace of God, it surpasses all understanding. We can't understand this with the natural eye, with the carnal mind. Let's pick that verse up. Uh, it's in the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. This is a different level of peace here. This is the godly peace, Philippians 4. Uh, actually, let's start at verse 6 here. This is peace that God's calling for. We want to accomplish things by uh, blowing things up killing people, fighting people. That's not the way God wants us to accomplish things. We're all hurt by injustice. We're all we're all uh, torn apart to see someone just killed for no reason. We're hurt to see that. It hurts every last one of us to see that. But as being the children of God, we have to learn to make peace because in the end, we're going to overcome because of the peace that we learned. Because again, Jesus rose again. That's our goal to rise again. We're all going to die one way or another. But I'm trying to be raised again on the right side because everybody's going to be raised again. It's not the last time that any of us are going to live. But I want to be raised in Christ. I don't, I don't want to be raised on the wrong side. But I have to make peace on this side in order to be on the right side on the other side. I got to learn to make peace here. Because he said, those are going to be the children of God. The ones that learn how to make peace. Not the ones that say, man, I hope you die. <laughs> you deserve to die. I hope you go to hell. That's, that's not peace. That's not the way of God. That's not how God wants his children to live. So we have to learn that. We have to learn that love. He told us to love our enemies. Love those people that have done wrong. Even the same people we watch wrongly kill someone. We still are required to love them because we have a prize. 
that we're working towards. We don't know what they're working towards. But in God, we know we're all going to be raised again. And death won't be able to hold us down any longer. No gun will be able to hold us down. No sword, no knife, no no person, nothing. The coronavirus, none of that stuff will be able to affect us anymore. That's what we're working towards. But we have to make peace on this side. Yes, it hurts us. Yes, it makes us angry. Yes, it does so many things to us. But God is the judge. I think I see somebody comment that God is the judge. He's going to avenge the blood of everyone who's uh, done wrong. That includes you, I, and everyone else. He's going to avenge. He promised to. And I know God keeps his promises. He hadn't lied to me yet. He hadn't lied to you yet. He will not lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So, in this life and in the next, we have to learn to make peace because that's our weapon. That's love. Love is our most powerful weapon. Love will cause people to do things they never thought they'd do before. Love. Love is what caused Christ to do what he did. And love is what brought us our salvation because of the peace that he kept. Because when people spit on him, when people beat him, when people mocked him, laughed at him, he still he still chose peace. He said, Father, forgive them. That was peace. And because of it, this very day he reigns. Because of it, this very day he rose again. We know the story. Because he chose peace. That's power. It, it takes power. It takes a lot of power to choose peace because it's very easy to say, oh, I'm going to get you back, Joker. <laughs> you best believe I'm going to get you back. <laughs> it, it's so easy to say, oh, you're going to get it. I can't wait to get you, too. It's, it's no strength in that at all. But it takes a lot of peace. It takes pride to be put to the side. It takes a lot of pride to be thrown in the trash. For me to make peace with my enemies. Peace with someone who we know they were wrong. And there's a lot of cases where we know people are wrong. It's not to say they weren't wrong. We know when people are wrong. But it takes a lot to say, I'm going to still choose peace. Because I know God's going to take care of this. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm praying that... Uh, these people's hearts are changed. That's the only way we're going to get peace. I know it's so many of us, uh, especially minority groups, especially us in the black community, we're wanting police brutality to be thrown out of the window. But how can we ever accomplish that if the hearts of people are not changed? How can we ever accomplish that? No law is going to change that because there's already laws against it. No jail cell is going to change that. Killing them, is, it won't change it. You can kill however many police officers you want to. And still, that mindset will be out there. Because it's nothing but a spirit. You can't kill a spirit. You can kill Tony today, but you, you didn't kill Tony's spirit. Because God's going to raise me again. You cannot kill a spirit. You can kill the body. But God said we should, uh, on one place, Jesus told us, fear him that can kill both body and soul. See, as people, we can only kill bodies. We can't kill anybody's soul. That's not, we don't have that power. I don't care what type of weapon you make. You can go home and make a ray gun if you want. <laughs> the x-ray gun too. The atomic bomb, the nuclear bomb, you can't kill nothing but someone's body. Because the moment you kill that body, the soul leaves. And it goes back to God that gave it. And so, the only way that we can solve these issues is for somebody's soul, somebody's heart to be changed. For God to come in and fix someone to say, man, what I did 
it was wrong. And I don't want to ever do that again. That's peace. So let's read here Philippians 4 and let's start at 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known unto God. That's my prayer tonight, that somebody's heart has changed. Because we don't want to see injustice take place in the world. And I'm talking about on any level. I'm not against police officers. I'm talking about in the human family. I don't want to see any injustice. Because family members do these things to family members. Friends do these things to so-called friends. We see this happen in all walks of life. But my goal is that somebody would choose peace. You know, I was... Uh, I don't remember what I was... Uh, I don't even remember who it was. I was looking at this famous person. Uh, I was listening to a story that they told and they, they talked about how they uh, they like pulled up to a, a light and a person walked up to their window and they were going to kill him. And then the person recognized who he was. He said, oh, you so-and-so. I don't remember who the uh, celebrity was. Uh, it was some type of, uh, it was an athlete. I don't remember who he was. But he said, oh, you so-and-so. He said, I can't do you like that. I can't do you like that. This person chose peace that day because of who this person was. Now, if only we had the heart to do that no matter who it is, the world would be a better place. He had respect of person that day. God doesn't have that. God feels that way about every single one of us. That's peace, though. That's choosing peace. So that's my request to God that somebody's heart would be touched, that somebody's heart would be pricked, that they would say, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to overcome so that I could have peace and peace with all people? All right. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. This peace, not the peace that we're talking about, this peace passes all understanding. It's not talking about peace when it's easy to have peace. When somebody came by and said, hey, how you doing? Shook your hand. You said, yeah, I had peace with that person. We're not talking about that kind of peace. We're talking about when people did something they knew they, knew they shouldn't have done. We're talking about peace in those moments because... Peace in those moments, somebody won't be able to understand that. It'll pass all understanding because somebody out there will say, ain't no way in the world I can like them. Ain't no way in the world I can coexist with them. One of us would have to go. I got to get rid of them because of what they did. But the peace of God, it'll pass all understanding. Somebody out there won't understand it. But we still make peace because we are the children of God. So tonight we're talking to God's children. Those of us that are trying to get closer and closer to him each day, trying to draw nigh unto him. He said if we draw nigh unto him, he'll draw nigh unto us. If his word abides in us, we abide in his word. Look, we just get closer and closer to him. I want to go... Uh, to the book of James, the fourth chapter. And we'll look at the second verse here because James understood this and James was trying to give us some insight on this very same thing. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Now, this is the problem. We lust. We want things and have not. What we want right now is peace. We want, but we don't have it. And so we decide to kill. And we still cannot get it. We can kill whoever we want. And the world still 
will be in turmoil. The world still will have unrighteous things going on because killing is not the answer. Fighting each other is not the answer. Making peace is the answer. Allowing our light to shine so someone can see our good works, that's the answer. Allowing them to see God in us, that's the answer. You can change a policy all you want. It's not going to be the answer. We can say we need to vote so-and-so in to be the president. It won't solve the problem, though. You can put whoever you want in the office, in the government, in the White House. It still will not solve the problem. I'm not saying don't go and vote. That's not what I'm saying before someone misunderstands me. That's not my intention to say that. But I'm saying we have to make peace. That's the, that's the thing. Because just because we disagree on things doesn't mean we can't have peace. It shouldn't be that way. But all too often, because somebody says, well, <laughs> they like the color blue and I like the color red. It ain't going to be no peace. But that's the trick of the enemy because the Bible tells us the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And so some of us who are claiming to be God's children, we're ready to kill, steal, and destroy. And still say we're the children of God. But that's not what Jesus said. He said the peacemakers, those are the children of God, not the ones that still kill and destroy. That's the devil. Those are the children of darkness. Go ahead and read that next verse, Mel. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. We ask for the wrong things all the time. Some of us are asking God to hurt somebody. Some of us are asking God to send people to the worst place they ever go to. We ask for the wrong things all the time. In another place, he told us, you know not what you ought to pray for. We don't know what we ought to pray for. We ask for so many things for ourselves, selfishly. We've all done it. I know I have. But tonight... My request that I'm making known to God is that somebody's heart will be changed because that's what's going to make the world a better place. I mean, the government just won't be able to do it. The law book won't be able to do it. The police officer won't be able to do it. The firefighter won't be able to do it. I'm not saying I'm not for any of these professions. I'm saying it starts within us. And we're people before we're all of those things. It starts within our hearts, whether I choose to take your life or not. That, that starts within my heart. That's where it starts at. So we have to become a peacemaker because that's what's going to solve the world's issues when we learn to make peace with each other, when we learn to love, because again, this peace this peace passes all understanding. People won't be able to understand this. Man, how in the world can they make peace in this situation? I know we talked about it. I believe that was last week. We talked about the guy whose brother was killed uh, by the officer who said uh, she had made a mistake and did it. And when he said he forgives her, so many people didn't understand that. But that's what God told us it's going to be like. He said that peace is going to pass all understanding. People say, I just don't see how. I never will. I never could if I were in that position. But he told us this type of peace that comes from above, it's, not, it's going to pass somebody's understanding. Somebody, somebody won't be able to understand this. So I know tonight the things I'm saying. Somebody's not going to understand it. They're going to say, say well, look, we got to turn this off. I don't want to listen to this anymore. I, do what you got to do. It's supposed to pass somebody's understanding, but not the children of God, because he told us his sheep will hear his voice. God's sheep will hear his voice tonight and tomorrow, too. 
His word will not come back to him void. It's going to accomplish what it sets out to accomplish. So it's the peacemakers. Somebody's going to recognize the peace. Somebody's going to recognize something's different about God's sheep. Somebody's going to see Christ. Somebody's going to see it. So that's what I wanted to cover tonight, just to learn to make peace, even though everybody won't understand, even though everybody's outraged, because we all we all are outraged. But he said, "Be angry, and sin not." We can be angry and not sin. There's nothing wrong with being angry. He never told us, "Hey, don't be angry." He never said that. But it's learning how to manage our anger, learning what to do about that anger and what we have to do as being God's children with our anger is learn to make peace. That's what we have to do because Christ gave us the example. We seen him make peace. But we also see the victory that came. I want to pick up that verse. Um, let's go to the book of Corinthians. First Corinthians. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 15. And we'll look at verse 53. Uh, let's start 52. This is what peace is going to get for us. This is what peace does. And this is what will not happen for the enemy. Those who choose to bring affliction upon us. Alright. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Now this is going to happen. In a moment. This is going to happen. So fast. This is going to happen. <laughs> In the twinkling of an eye, it's as fast as you can blink your eye. It's going to happen extremely fast. So, there's no purpose for us to miss this. There's no reason to miss this because of a bad decision. There's no reason for us to miss this. He said we'll be changed, all right? For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. This is the prize that we're working for. We're working because right now we're corruptible. We can be physically killed right now, but we're going to put on immortality. We're going to be just like the Lord Jesus. That's why he wants us to make peace right now, because he's going to set all these things right. He's going to be the judge. He's going to line everything back up the way it should be, the way it was in the beginning. There will be no more death. There will be no more injustice. There will be no more racism. There will be no more prejudice. There will be no more murder, rape, uh, lies. There will be no more of everything that's evil in the world. There will be no more. That's what we're working towards. But so we have to make sure that we stay on track, that we continue <coughs> to run the course that God will continue to work on us, help us to remember to choose peace, even when we don't understand it. Because sometimes we say, I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't even see why I should. Do it because God told us to. All right. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Death is swallowed up in victory. We have become victorious because of Christ, because he was the first one to show us how to choose peace. And we see what happened to him. We, we know how he was raised again. And he appeared to the apostles walking through walls to the disciples walking through walls walking beside them talking with them 
and then suddenly vanishing because of he was able to do all these things because he chose peace. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be in the same position. I want to be just as Christ to see him as he is. So death, it'll be swallowed up. There will be no more death. There won't be any more. All right. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? It's all gone. Death will have no more dominion over you. The grave, it won't be any more grave. There will be no more burying you six feet under. There will be no more of that. There will be no more going to the funeral. We won't have to worry about that anymore. Because we chose peace in this time. Choosing to follow the example that Jesus chose will cause us to get the same thing that Jesus got. And that's going to be immortality. That's what that's really what people want right now. We know we want immortality because if we didn't, why is it that when we get sick and the doctor said, look, if you don't treat this fast, you're going to die. We say, let me get the medicine. I'm going to take it. Let me have the surgery. I'll do it. Because we want to live. We don't want to die. We want immortality. We, want, we don't want somebody to be able to kill us. That's why everybody wants to walk around with their weapon. Because we, <laughs> that weapon makes somebody feel like they're immortal. They say, well, I'm going to get them before they get me. <laughs> but we don't know if it's going to happen like that. But this is proven. Choosing peace. Choosing the life that Jesus chose. This is proven to give us immortality. This is the only way proven because medicine always fails. I know you may say, well, I took this medicine and I got over this issue. I get that. But I guarantee you one day the medicine ain't going to be enough. That day is going to come where the medicine won't work. But God, he's eternal. And his peace, it passes all it passes all understanding. The medicine won't even understand this. How no longer there will be sickness. No longer there will be death. It won't be any of that anymore. Somebody don't even understand how that's even possible. But follow Christ. Follow the peace and the example that he left for us. You'll see how it's possible. All things are possible with him. But it starts here. It starts today. We can't, we can't expect to get to heaven and then we're going to start making peace with everybody. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. We got to start here. Heaven starts on earth. His will has to be done here. So read that verse again for us, man. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Where is it? It's gone. That's what we're working towards every day. Making it to immortality. Making it to the day where there is no more of any of the evil things that go on in the world. Because we felt the effects of the coronavirus. I mean, it's changed everything around us. But the coronavirus won't have the sting anymore. It won't have the victory over our bodies anymore. But we have to choose peace now before it's too late while we have this chance these situations arise and gives us an opportunity to make a decision on which side we'll be on I'm reminded of Moses saying look who's on the Lord's side this is where it's shown uh, read verse 57 for us Mel uh, skipping over 56 yes yeah. Uh, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, you know that what you're doing, no matter what someone says, it's not in vain. 
Paul said, don't be moved. Keep doing the work of the Lord. We know the Lord Jesus told us, blessed are the peacemakers. Keep doing that work. Keep doing it. Because you're, you will be immortal very soon. Because life is really short. Before we know it, we're out of here. But we're moving on to better things. It's not a sad thing. I mean, we, we're we sad at funerals. And, and I understand we're sad because we, we love the person that passed. But we should be rejoicing. If this person has done what God told them to do, they're in a much better place than we are. Because we're still here having to go through so many issues. But once we make it to the other side, we'll be immortal. Immortal. We've made it. So that's what I wanted to look at tonight. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping that somebody would choose peace. Even when it's hard, because it will be hard. But this shows the ultimate strength to choose love, to choose peace. When everybody else around you chooses hate. But that's the easy choice. It's the easy choice to fight back. We know that. I remember um, a lot of times if you hit someone or even jump at them, they say, oh, I almost hit you. You almost caught a reflex. <laughs> We've heard people say things like that. You almost caught a reflex. So that reflex is natural. That reflex is easy. That's what our bodies want to do. But to choose peace is say, I'm not going to hit you. I may want to, though, but I'm not going to do it. That takes strength. That takes God's power. That takes peace. And somebody won't understand it. But God understands and his children will. So I'm praying that someone would receive this and allow it to resonate in your hearts because this is the true way of God. This is the peace of God, the love of God, the strength of God, his power. This is those things that we must uh, be unmoved and steadfast, grounded. Because we're all working towards a prize here. And we don't want to allow anyone to deceive us and stop us from receiving the prize that we have coming from God. He promised us something. And I'm working toward giving mine. I don't know about you, but I want mine. I want what God has for me. So I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. Uh <laughs> No, um, I don't have much to say. As I always do say, even though there is a lot that can be said to any subject or any message um, that's coming from God, you know, a lot of times we just barely scratch the surface because the Bible is just deep. <laughs> it's so deep than any of our knowledge and understanding. Some of the things in there is just crazy. I remember we were talking um Last night and the other night, we had a lot of Bible studies this week, and um, we looked at sand and how far away we might just think sand is just some little tiny mineral, just round. But if you really look at sand under a microscope, it's fascinating what it what it looks like. Somebody said it looked like candy, <laughs> but it's really a, a beautiful sight. And um, Tony described this scenario, and he said that's how the Bible is. Uh, we look at it from a certain perspective and we only think that it's showing a certain theme. But the closer we get to the Bible, the more we see like, man, there's some deep stuff in here. And and the Bible isn't just talking about heaven. It's talking about here on earth. It tells us how to handle things um, in the Old Testament. People have gone through a lot of things. And then one place in the New Testament, it said that they are our are our example so that we don't have to go through but we're still going through it day in and day out we're going through the same stuff the same problems that God tried to prevent us 
from having because we don't have the knowledge. We don't go back and study our Bibles. And um, as I said at the beginning of the live stream, we all know what's going on today. When, um, we have the two people killing um, Ahmad. We have the police brutality that just happened recently in Minneapolis. Um, the lady that the lady cop that went into the the young man's house thinking it was hers and shot and killed him. Um, and a lot of people have talked to me about this, and I'm pretty sure they have the the um, feeling of why are you not outraged? Why are you not <laughs> basically? I mean, they're not saying, but why are you not wishing them what they get, what they deserve? Like, man, I hope they get life in prison. Oh, I'll never forgive them. But um, to answer that, oh, I am upset. I, I'm really, it troubles my heart that people have the um, the ability or even the reasoning that they may think to do these things. I, I just, the, the hearts are very hard. And so whenever somebody, you know, mentions this, I always say, I pray that they get right with God. Because no matter what, action they did on earth i i would never wish hellfire on anybody because if we're wishing it on them we might as well be wishing it on ourselves because we all say that we're christ-like when has jesus ever fought back when has he ever tried to get even at somebody for messing with him he got mocked plenty of times they said if you're really who you say you are then come up off that cross Laughing at him. Where is your God now? When did he ever, ever try to fight back? He didn't. And they didn't. We talked about this before. They didn't take his life. He gave it. They didn't have the power to do that. He gave it. Because love. Because of our right to earn salvation. I remember um, I went to Ole Miss um, in my college years. And at one point in time, there was a, a big issue about removing the confederate flag from our campus and a confederate statue but removing the confederate flag from from everywhere and my thoughts on that is so what i mean even if you do voice your concern enough or protest enough to get the statue removed to get the flag from flying on the campus that's not going to change anybody's feelings towards you. If anything, it'll probably make them hate you worse, which is the exact opposite of what you want. When we should always be working for peace, tearing down that statue is not going to change anybody's heart or feelings towards you. It'll just probably most likely will just make it worse. What we should be praying for is for a peace, a change of heart, for repentance, somebody getting right towards God. And then that person shining their light on other people. That's what we should be aiming for. Blessed are the peacemakers, the peacekeepers as well. I see we have a few comments. So if you have any um, questions or concerns, definitely let, let us know. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and hearing what we have to say with another message coming from God. Because as I always say, if people are in the minority, if you are trying to learn the truthness of God because the the dead truth is what is something that a lot of people or most people don't want to hear. Oh, the only thing we want to hear is the, the motivational stuff and how God loves us and how everything is going to be all right, which is nothing wrong with that. God does love us. And if we take heed to what he says, everything is definitely going to be all right. There's a saying that says, if you do what God says, it'll turn out like he says. And if you don't do what God says, it'll still turn out like he says, but you'll be on the wrong end of the spectrum. And people just don't really realize the the sin that they commit. Um, I remember Tony was saying the other night that we we are born into sin and we have all of these problems. They've all stemmed from the original sin that happened in the Garden of Eden. And that was just one sin. One sin caused all of this stuff to happen. If that sin didn't happen, we would all be in the garden. To this day, we wouldn't have to work for anything. There would be no pain. There would be no death, no sadness, anything. And all of that from one sin. But today, we willfully sin and think it's no big deal. People are saying if we 
don't sin, then Jesus died for nothing. <laughs> and my friend, I wish that whoever said that has a change of heart and realize the actions that, that they do and the seriousness of it. Um, in, the play, in the book of Nehemiah, he said, oh God, the good and terrible God. See, people don't really realize how serious God is when it comes to sin. He's, he's holding it holding it off right now, but back in, in the Old Testament, definitely is a lot more, a lot harsh. So, um, uh, I see we don't have any more comments, so uh, we'll leave it right there. So, appreciate you guys for tuning in, and as always, um, audio versions will be uploaded to all major podcast platforms. And thank you guys for listening to our podcast every week. See, we um, have people listening, people following. So if you guys have any comments or questions about anything, and if you want us to cover anything in a future video, then definitely let us know. We're always available to answer any questions because the word of God is just that important. And we pray for everybody to see the severity and the seriousness of getting right with God. So again, we're going to leave it right there. Thank you to those who commented and we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And I didn't forget, I almost did. As always, rejoice in the Lord because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. There is a joy in the midst of every storm. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners here along with Minister Tony Banks who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always.